Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Right. Ah, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Jeez. Huh? I don't know if you'd rather hear a sniff or me dropping my phone on the keyboard. <laughs> clank, clank, clank. I didn't sniff today. I, I know. I t- yeah. I upped it and dropped oh, stuff all over the place. Um, we got Welcome a four- to the... Uh, oh, you're going to go right ahead. Oh, go right ahead. This is a very nice... It's nice to start off our podcast with a very the vibe up here. It's very, very nice. That's what I was going to say. I was going to... Yeah, if we can do that, then let's do that. And then we'll, then, we'll, then we'll thank our good friends at Centrist. Okay, good. So we'll get the bar. We'll finally lead into Centrist with not something that's disgusting. <laughs> right. Um, so this is from Jillian at 402-403-9478. says, happy fourth anniversary. I'm really glad that one station that will not be named was dumb enough to let you guys go. Best thing ever for us fans. Your content is hilarious and we love not having a filter anymore. Trust me, we love not having a filter anymore. Oh my God. Can you believe it's four years ago today? was our first episode as a podcast that's nuts i didn't realize Um, that until right now yeah um there were a couple of memories that popped up on facebook um that i saw and i didn't repost which i should have um but just kind of funny it's just thinking where we were four years ago uh and a lot of those same people are still right by our side um that were helping us at that time um and a couple of them actually on the network, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting also doing podcasts, Matt Verzal being one of them. He's got a couple of podcasts that a couple, yeah, there's two right now, one with Tommy Frazier that he does. And then another one in season and football season and Husker hangover. Um, and so, you know, just kind of nice to have him around. Christy Anderson, of course, was one of those people. She's still out there and she's making big strides herself. She's got a new company she's putting together that I saw um, working in marketing space and um, congratulations to her. Um, she's a great person as I, I was just, I actually was just talking about her yesterday to somebody. So she'll be getting a nice little email anyway from me. Um, that if she doesn't know the person, she is the person. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But, um, and then Van Deeb was another one. I just saw he had his puppy Baxter is just celebrating a birthday, uh, the other day, as a matter of fact. So he, remember he got yeah. Baxter about that time Yeah, and he was working on the book that he put out because as a full ass grown man or full grown ass man, he got his first dog, had mm-hmm. his first puppy and he wrote a book and he did great with it. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's so awesome. So yeah, it was just kind of neat. You just kind of see all those same people having success and I'm really glad for him and, and can't, can't say enough nice things about him for the things that they did for us and yep. helped us yep. keep it on the, on the road. <laughs> Thank God. Cause if we weren't on the road, we wouldn't be here. Right We'd now. be in the ditch. We would yep. be in the ditch and flipped over and whatever. <laughs> Probably more than likely. So we're just happy that, and you guys that are listening that stuck with us. And if, you know, there's yeah. some people that are discovering us all the time uh, that didn't know we had a podcast. So hopefully crazy. We get it out That's there. The and, crazy mm-hmm. thing is you go back to the earliest episodes and they're still getting downloads. It's yeah. like people are just like, I didn't know you had a podcast. And, and that's, that's no shame in that. No shame in that whatsoever. Thank you so much for letting us know. Cause it just, 
that just is uh, kind of warms my heart. <laughs> if you're just finding us, good luck. Over a thousand to listen to. So <laughs> you're going to be at the yeah. end of that thousand. Guarantee you'll be dumber. But, <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Come on, there were a few. There were a few shining moments. Uh, I don't know. We had some great guests. Yeah. <laughs> the guests are the saviors, right? Yeah, we did. Um, the guests and people like uh, the people at Centris Federal Credit Union, who have been with us over a year. Uh, great people. We keep telling you it's the truth. Um, if you're thinking about just anything, whether it's financial, if you're thinking car loan, if you're thinking home, if you're thinking refinance, you're trying to get your finances together, you just want to check them out and see if what we're saying is true. Stop by and talk to them. Tell them, tell them we told you to. Tell them we said you can walk in anytime. You don't have to make it. You can just give them a call and say, hey, I want to talk to somebody. And they will sit down with you. Uh, and if you're thinking about moving your checking accounts or any accounts, They'd be more than happy to tell you how it can work for them or jump online because their blog has all that information and more. And it's centrusfcu.org or 402-334-7000. All right. So I'm going to start off with a nice story, which I thought was kind of interesting. A post I saw yesterday from Valentine's Day, which was posted on Omaha Food Lovers on Facebook. I'm sure you saw it because over 500 people had liked it at the time I saw it yesterday afternoon. Um, so the story goes like this. A woman named Kate posted this and said, mom and dad eat at Arby's two to four times a week. Good on them. Uh, she said they teased the employees last week. Said, be sure to get our Valentine's reservation in so we can get our spot. So whoever took that time to make sure that that the special day was a special day. Thank you. Totally unexpected. You went above and beyond South Omaha Arby's. That's good cool. People. May the university positively pay you back. I haven't even told you what they did yet. But that's just they, cool. That it's the anyway. Go ahead. Sorry, getting ahead. Of they, you know, they didn't. You know, they just teasing the the wait staff. They had no idea what to expect. So they okay. walk in, and their spot is decorated for Valentine's Day, and it has a little um, not a bouquet, but it was a, an ornamental type bouquet, not real flowers, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then uh, spread on the table for uh, in red. So they can sit down and have their Valentine's Day. That's so awesome. I love stuff like that. Isn't that cool? You don't expect that kind of stuff. You expect that kind of stuff from mom and pop, little mom and pop restaurants. You don't expect that stuff from fast food places like Arby's, Taco Bell, whatever. That's so cool when they do that. Mm -hmm. When they go ahead and and let their personality shine through. Yeah. And so now now South Omaha Arby's has a personality. That's you know, it's like it's got a little a little at least for the people in the Omaha Food Lovers group, and there's a lot of us on there. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. So that's really cool. I thought that was neat. And the, then somebody else reposted it. So Kate, uh, that's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that about your parents. And I love seeing that. They look awesome. They look very happy. It takes so. like very little time and very little effort and money to do something like that. And it goes a long way. A long way. Probably could have gone, could have, don't know that they did, could have gone to the dollar store and grabbed a couple things and just put it on the table. That's all it took. Yeah, right. So, so pretty neat. Okay. Super awesome. Um, another thing that I had here, which I just thought was kind of interesting. I don't, do you remember all the talk about the balloons flying overhead, overhead, right? Oh yeah. Um, and the balloons getting shot down. So we've had what, four of them, four things shot down. One of them, they didn't want to call a balloon, but they wouldn't call it. They didn't know what to call it. Let's just put it that way, which makes it more (sighs) mysterious. And they're, and they're just being elusive and some, you know, well, I don't want to call it a balloon. And, and well, we are, and nothing's off the table. That was another great line. Um, you know, are you saying it's extraterrestrial? That was one of the and, questions. And if it like, is extraterrestrial, of all these years, we just now shoot out a couple of balloons. And then all of a sudden we should get a UFO from Mars and we shoot it down. Mm-hmm. Shut up. We know it's a balloon. It's one of those it's, things. It's got to be. Well, a couple of theories are 
<clears throat> floating around. Um, one of them <laughs> being, um, is it possible that the things that have been shot down were ours, any of them? Because we know the first one that got shot down, that went all the way across the country, we know that was China's because China said it was. Mm -hmm. And China admitted that was theirs, and at first said it was a weather balloon, and then they got pissed because it got shot down because it had other technology on it. And so we know that was China's that went from Alaska through Canada and across the entire flipping country. Then we've had the other ones, and we've had the one over like Huron, whatever that was. There was a couple more in Alaska, I think, or over Canada. Yeah. Um, and so the question is, is it possible that anything may have been a private citizen's Whatever. May, I mean, it could be. Um, or it could have been maybe the government has their own surveillance and they had to do something because people now were looking up and noticing things. Yeah, I could see. It, but all they right? would have to do is say, well, no, this is a friendly one. This is a weather balloon. And we'd be like, oh, OK, that's cool. <laughs> and then they bring out the F-16s, right? The yeah. fighter jets. And they're shooting sidewinders at it. Sidewinders don't miss. And one of them did which was weird. So they, they've shot two of them. Those things cost 400,000 a piece. Whoa. That's kind of a, that's kind of a long way to go to keep a story going. You know what I mean? To and if it is a balloon, rabbit. can't you just like shoot a bullet at it? Like get the well, air out of there. I think it's too far. Oh, but if, I think the, I mean like the yeah. F 16s could get up there and just get behind it and dig, 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 and right? like the lower just like one. Charlie Brown, red Baron it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking more top gun, but yeah, we can go Charlie Brown. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so those were a couple of things. And then out of nowhere, somebody brought up, God, do you guys remember? Do you think what, what would have happened if Balloon Boy happened now? Do you remember Balloon oh Boy? Oh my God, I totally forgot about Balloon Boy. Balloon Boy happened in 2009. I and forgot about how terrible. I forgot about Balloon Boy. 100%. Oh my God. All the talk of balloons, right? And I, Balloon Boy did not cross my mind. All this talk of balloons didn't even cross my and that was a big deal mm -hmm. oh my gosh when that was going on that i think went on it said the way the story went the balloon boy if you weren't familiar the way the balloon boy incident went on went down is that there was a gas balloon or a helium filled balloon that looked like a flying saucer and it was released above fort collins and they claimed their six-year-old son falcon was trapped inside it yep it got up to seven thousand feet it flew for about 90 minutes, got worldwide attention, and he was nicknamed Balloon Boy forever. Mm -hmm. So the National Guard and the police pursued the balloon. And after that 90 minutes and about 50 miles, the balloon landed 12 miles outside of the Denver airport. Falcon was not in the balloon, but it was reported that an object had been seen falling from the balloon. So then they had a big search. And then the boy was found later in the day. He was hiding in the attic of his home where he'd been the entire time. <laughs> so there was even a, an interview with Wolf Blitzer on Larry King Live that very evening asked why he was hiding Falcon said to his father you guys said that uh, and we did this for the show <laughs> <laughs> so they had the family on that very day and that, that's what Wolf Blitzer asked him <laughs> isn't that funny well you told me this is for the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, the, the family goes on to maintain their innocence, claiming they were pressured into a guilty plea, threat of deportation of his wife, I think it was. I don't know what all the deal was. But anyway, they ended up being pardoned by the governor out there eventually. But um, that was the balloon boy hoax back then. So people are like, 
what if it's another balloon boy? Yeah. You can't just be shooting it down. You just don't know. Well, balloon boy didn't really happen. Right. It was just still just a balloon. It was still just I a forgot balloon. about it. I completely forgot about that. I forgot about it was a hoax. I forgot all that stuff. All the good stuff. I know. Isn't that funny? We just... Yeah, all just the out. crazy shit that we have in our heads. Yeah. And it's like you, you think about it, it, just put it it by itself on an island. That is insane. Mm-hmm. It is insane that we literally were, were doubting ourselves thinking, well, could that kid be inside the helium balloon? Yeah. Was there a bath? I don't remember what it even looked like. Was there like a, a compartment where he could be in or was it? It looked like a spaceship. It was just a big balloon, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So crazy town. And then I got one more balloon related item for you because my, my troll account on Twitter has some really good friends on Twitter and they're very funny. Um, and one of them I got a kick out of, he had posted something because he was mad and, and he's, he's a good guy as it turns out very funny as it turns out, he's very funny. Somebody, he had posted something about the April 17th, 1945. Tell me if you've heard of this before, the Japanese balloon bombs. Have you heard of those at all? Never. Okay. So the Japanese balloon bombs, when those happened, apparently what they did is they, they released a ton of balloons and, and just left it up to the winds of chance where they all went. And they were all over American skies during world war two. There's, there's tons of stories. If you get a chance to look it up, I mean, Montana ended up with some of them and it was just all over the place. And you never knew when they were going to show up somewhere because they went a long way. So let me see if I can find this. I had a, a good site pulled up and, Oh, here we go. Um, okay. One of them was in, one of them was found in um, Dundee. Really? Literally in Dundee. Yes. In Dundee. And there's a marker that's up there and it says something about, let me pull it up. And found as in like, okay. Yeah. Explain. I'm not, I don't get the concept. Right. It's, it is it's weird. They're balloon bombs. And there's, there's several markers that you can pull up. There was another one that landed out by, it was out in Sheridan County in the Sand Hills, west of Hyannis. There was another one. During World War II, the Japanese built 9,000 hydrogen-filled paper balloons to carry small bombs to North America, hoping to set fires and inflict casualties. The first was launched November of 1944. They rose up to about 30,000 feet, and then they were aloft, and across the Pacific Ocean they go. Across the ocean! So that was in November. February 22, 1945, a guy by the name of Kenneth Hamilton living on a ranch out in the Sand Hills um, saw something floating overhead. He said it looked like an orange ball with the sun shining on it. And we were watching and it turned into a cloud of smoke and went to the ground. The balloons carried timing devices to release the bombs and then destroy the envelope. And so out in Alliance, they had an army airfield out there. and The officials found it, recovered the valve and pieces of uh, the lines and the balloon that came down and parts of the, the five balloon bombs were record, uh, recovered in Nebraska. And there were about 285 balloon bombs incident, balloon bomb incidents, sorry, reported across North America. Wow. Completely ineffective. Well, yeah. If it's laying there and they found the balloon just sitting in the grass, obviously yeah. effective. They did. But... Overall, those 285 balloons did cause six fatalities and a few minor fires in the United States. And it was only after the war that the whole story was revealed. So people didn't know what they were when they were finding them. And the same kind of story happened in Dundee. That's and there's a marker. That is crazy. I've never heard that before. I hadn't either. And so this guy had posted this, which I just got a crack out of. He said something about there were no calls for congressional hearings or investigations of the president by either party. It was just he said because 
<laughs> then they were there were grown-ups running the country who realized it was not his fault. And it's like, well, there were balloons running out and they're trying to blow things up. We found out later. But somebody said, well, that's that's a great sentiment. But the, the president that you're saying, FDR, he died five days before this happened. <laughs> and his reply, his reply was just, ah, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yes. And I did. I replied back to him. I said, I got to give you credit for the, for acknowledging <laughs> the fact that you missed that. And and then he sent me back the picture from Dundee. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've seen the one that was on Nebraska tourism. And that was the one that was out in western Nebraska. I don't know how many in Nebraska were actually found. I just know of the two. But that is yeah, wild. balloon bombs. So this isn't the first time that that's been tried. But what a weird way to fight the war to send up all these and i don't know how many they sent out but 285 made it to the united states from november to february yeah that is pretty they were just they were just floating and thinking now that these balloons get into our airspace who's to say that there's not a bomb strapped to the bottom of one of those you don't know could be a little small one you have no clue you really don't you really don't and the fact that the government at that time didn't comment on it until after the war was over so kind of interesting because the war was, it was later in the war, but you, you got to wonder the people that found them, they probably weren't hearing news of anybody else finding anything like them Yeah, at that time and thought it was just a one of a kind incident until the news came out later that there was, oh no, there was almost 300 of them that made it. It's like the adult version of putting a note on a balloon and seeing if the person that finds it writes you back. Kind of, mm. except it's a bomb. Except, <laughs> except it's a bomb. <laughs> And a fire starter. And a fire starter. It's, yeah, it's a little different. That's all. No big deal. But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting because those are two things that I'd never heard of the balloon bombs. Nope, ever. Um, and then I had, but I had seen that, that Sheridan County, somebody had posted that Sheridan County marker. And it's a Nebraska tourism marker that somebody had posted it a few days ago. And I was like, that's weird. And I never looked into it until this guy posted the Dundee one. I'm like, okay, now I got to see what's going on. Um, that and Balloon Boy. Yeah, man, kind of. Thank God for social media. Thank God, thank God for social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't remember Balloon Boy, Google it. It was crazy, absolutely crazy. If you can find that interview too, that's Crazy Town too. Mm-hmm. Watching the family talking on it was on Larry King Live, but Wolf Blitzer was sitting in for him. Yeah, that crazy. was crazy. Uh, all right, well, you so guys, happy fifth, happy fourth anniversary, everybody! Yay! Thanks thank for you being for sticking with us. with us. And if you're just new, go back. We'll see you in six months after you listen to all thousand episodes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Pat and JT podcast, a Huda Media production.